Welcome to All Saints Community Church Weekly Sermon Podcast. We are a community of worship and formation on mission with Jesus. Our desire for you as you listen is to be transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit as we read the scriptures and to be mobilized to actively bring God's kingdom to the earth. For more information on who we are, visit allsaintsokc.org or follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at ASCCOKC. My name is Esther Kerr, and I'm on staff here at All Saints, where we are a community of worship and formation on mission with Jesus. And I'm glad that you guys are here this morning. I have the privilege of bringing bringing the word, and I'm very excited about that. Is Banner in the room? She's serving in kids. Um, No, no, Adley, do you mind coming and praying for me? I'm totally putting her on the spot. This was not planned or anything, but... Jesus, I pray that you would give, that you would just come, fill Esther, give her the words, God, bring wisdom through her. I pray that um, you would even just bring Um, a sense of peace with her, Jesus, that when she preaches, everyone feels your peace and your love, Jesus. Amen. Thank you. you. Talk about being put on the spot. (laughs) If you guys will open up uh, your Bibles to Galatians 5. We're going to be in Galatians 5, 16 through 26. And the first thing we're going to do is we're going to read the passage in its entirety. Then I'm going to share with you how we're going to break it down, and then we'll get going. But if when we read, if you guys don't mind standing, I think it's a sweet thing to honor the Word of God. And I'll read, but it's just a way to really recognize the significance of the Word of God. Galatians 5, starting at verse 16, and I'm actually going to be reading from the uh, NIV version, Um, and I've actually got my ESV Bible up here, so Um, Galatians 5, 16 through 26. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh, For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, 
fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ have, been cruci- have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. This is the Word of God. You can be seated. First, I want to show you the outline that I'm going to follow. And the outline follows the exact line of the passages. Uh, This beginning, walk by the Spirit, 19 through 21, works of the flesh, fruits of the Spirit. And if we, with an emphasis on the we and the corporate message there at the end of the passage. But let's start with verses 16 through 18. This This is my first time trying to preach with reading glasses. And it's, uh, it's alarming. It, it, it brings such beauty for just a second. And then such dis, disorientation. <laughs> so we're going to do this. Okay. If you can put verses 16 through 18 up there. So I say walk by the Spirit. That first part, I want to stop with the word walk. That is literally the word Walk. So, so it's, I walk by the Spirit. It's, this, this passage is not, so I do miracles by the Spirit, so I prophesy by the Spirit. Those things are good, and those things, when they happen, they are of the Spirit. But this passage is, so I walk by the Spirit. It's literally, uh, like, there's a place in Scripture where it talks, Jesus walked by the Sea of Galilee. There's something in this that is a charge to us to have the ordinary, the mundane, the rhythms of our life empowered by the Spirit. That word by the Spirit, it's like an empowered by. It's not an adjacent to the Spirit. It's not, um, it's not even with Him, although you are with Him. It is an empowerment of the Spirit. And this is a charge to let your everyday rhythms be empowered by the Spirit. So for me, when I think, oh, you know, when, I, when I'm going to do my job and ministry, or uh, this is a good example for me. My, my husband is in Alpha. He helps run Alpha. He's a gifted evangelist. And when I think of him before he goes to Alpha and I'm praying for him, you know, in Alpha with other, with people who are non-believers and Lord bless him. But the Lord is saying in his place of work, when he wakes in the morning. And so I need my prayers. Uh, this passage has shifted my prayers, not for just when we're in ministry or doing the things together, but when we are doing life together. When I wake in the morning, Lord, let me walk. Cause my husband to walk by the Spirit. One of the uh, neatest things that's become a part of my life is um, we have a cute little coffee shop in Chandler. 
And yes, Chandler, Oklahoma. Um, there's a cute little coffee shop there. And after I drop off James in the morning, uh, which all of a sudden, I don't know if this is the Holy Spirit, but those of you who have a battleground in the morning taking your kids to school, which is mostly my issues, I feel, I feel the Holy Spirit. I want you to walk with me in that time. Your children need to experience something of the Lord in that space. And I get that they're not always walking by the Spirit, right? So Jesus, help, right? So anyway, I go to a coffee shop after I drop him off. And there's a group of men who are in their late 80s and 90s who have coffee there. And somehow I have been invited into this circle. <laughs> right? And these guys have been our mayors and they own half of Chandler and have run the, uh, they've been married for decades. Um, they are just salt of the earth, neat men. In this passage, I've been, God, let this time be filled with your spirit. It's not a time of ministry where I'm giving them something. It is, it is giving to me as equally. But, like, do you see? It's a rhythm of my life. I spend probably four hours a week with those guys. Seriously. So, Lord, let the walk of our lives be empowered by your spirit. So I walk by the spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. I want you to see, if you walk by the Spirit, you will not gratify the desires of your flesh, not the other way around. Don't get it backwards. It's so easy to get it backwards. Uh, where we go, if, if Lord, if I, if I do good, if I don't do this thing, if I have... It, don't, don't do the thing of my flesh, then you will come with your Spirit. That's not true. That's not true. Don't get it backwards. It's his spirit that we get upon salvation that is in us and empowers us. And it is walking with him by the power of the spirit that helps us and causes us to not gratify the desires of the flesh. I... Um, my prayers, sometime when I was about your age, the, the young adult age, my prayers switched from help me God to cause me God. Make me, make me Lord, cause me, uh, not, in spite of me, help me, yes indeed, but our dependency on the Lord is a hundredfold. So I want to encourage you to even change your prayers from help me, God, to in spite of me, make me. Make me to walk by your spirit and to know what it is for the everyday rhythms of my life to know and be empowered by you. So I'm going to tell a funny little story to help you guys remember, don't get it backwards. Okay? Don't get it backwards. So my son, Jonathan... Okay, my son Jonathan, I've got a picture up here where he looks really handsome and kind of put together. 
And, and that's because I'm about to share something that's kind of silly, and I, don't, I want you to see he turned out amazing. He's really great, right? He, he's phenomenal, and he, he's socially fantastic and all the things, okay? Just feel that, my care for my son whom I love. And when he was little, <clears throat> there's a picture of him when he was little. He's the one with the glasses and the hair. He's always had great hair, always. And when he was little, he's always been a good dresser. And when he was little, he would uh, go to the restaurant, he'd, he'd brush his teeth, and he would fix his hair, and he always had like a polo shirt or some kind of dress shirt. Like he, he just really cared about this thing. But he would sometimes be standing there with his polo shirt on, inside out and backwards. It, but it's like the main thing. It's the main thing. How do you stand there and you're doing all the things and the main thing is inside out and backwards? And as a mama, it was like, do I tell him? Do I let it go? Do I rescue him? What do I do with this? Thing, this main thing, I feel like we, the body of Christ, this is a main thing we get backwards in that we try to earn the presence of God, and it's not that way. Stop it. <laughs> right? So, all right, moving on. Um... I was going to share about Smokey right here, but I think I'm going to move. I'm going to move our sweet friend Smokey. So, but I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other. So, I want you to appreciate the opposition. You have the Holy Spirit inside of you, and you have your own human desires, and they are at, they are wrestling each other. If you have that wrestling, that is good news. That is good news. That's the presence of our God trying to give us discernment or conviction if we blew it. Appreciate the battle. Because that is good news that the Holy Spirit is at work in your life. Um, when I was in college, uh, the, biggest, uh, the biggest battle that I had was a kind of, am I going to party or am I not going to party, right? It's, it's a, it was pretty basic. Now, underneath that, there was some not-so-basic things, like am I going to fit in or am I not going to fit in? Am I secure and who's my identity and all of that, Right? Now, as an almost 50-year-old, man, my battle now is when I'm trying to walk by the Spirit and the Lord leads me to do something, and my desire to please man wins, and I feel the battle, and he's like, pray for her, pray for him, and as I'm sitting across having coffee with my friend who's 94 and struggling physically, and I feel the Lord like, just tell him that you're praying for him. And I'm like, he's going to think I'm weird. The battle. And I go back to, Lord, help me to walk 
by the Spirit. Let it be, cause me to walk by the Spirit. Okay, um, so that's, you guys have your own battles, and I, and I guarantee you if we all got together, there's a lot of overlap. Help us. So, then it says, to keep, let's see, for these things are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. And here's another thing that we, it's the same thing I talked before, but we get it backwards. We think that if the Spirit is leading us, and I'm going to use a story that was said at the women's retreat, and she doesn't know I'm going to say it, but she said it publicly, so I, th I hope it's okay to say it here, jo and it's perfect for this. Joanna Wilcox shared a story where she was spending some time with the Lord, and she imagined that she was next to this stream with him, and she was holding a box of gold stars. And, I, and the Lord said, throw those in the river. We don't do that here. I think sometimes we want to walk by the Spirit and do the things of the Spirit to get the gold stars from the Spirit. Or there's something of our salvation or making the scales more towards being good. Jesus already took care of the scales. We are already saved by him. You are the gold star. We are his gold star. Like we're his and we hold his spirit. And he doesn't want you to think, I want you to walk by the Spirit to get stars or to get salvation or to make things right. Remember, everything is right because of Jesus. Don't get it backwards. It's a main thing. Amen. Okay, moving to 19 through 21. The acts of the flesh are obvious. First, the word acts. The acts of the flesh... Make no, like, like, here it says the acts of the flesh, and later it talks about the fruits of the Spirit. The acts of the flesh are us. We do it. It's done by us. We are responsible. The fruit versus the fruit of the Spirit, it is the Lord's work through us because we belong to him, and in his goodness, he lets us be a part of the kingdom. The fruit of the Spirit versus the acts of the flesh. They are obvious, it says. And some of these, I'm like, yeah, some of these are pretty obvious. And some of them, I'm like, ouch. Maybe they're, um, I'm like, uh, I don't know. Um, selfish ambition. I, selfish ambition hit me the hardest because a, as a kiddo, I, I wanted to, be a preacher, but like a preacher, like a, and the Lord's like, I've ca I called you to the local body of Christ, and he did call me to be a preacher. The enemy just kind of twists it a little bit, but here, here I've got one of these things that are obvious, Right? But here it says, I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this. Uh, the word live there is like, it's like, um, he's, he's not talking about 
doing a sin or even wrestling with a sin. The presence of the wrestling, remember, is the work of the Holy Spirit. He's, like, he's talking about people, we've just made this a way of life. There's no, there's no tension. I'm not going after the Lord. This is just a way of life. He's warning if that's true. Those like that will not inherit the kingdom of God. And it's like, okay, Lord, I need wisdom here. If you have given your life to Christ and you have faith in Jesus, he has given you his Holy Spirit. It is a deposit guaranteeing your inheritance. And if you have the Holy Spirit, he does his work where he brings about his conviction and his desires. And sin is only fun for a season because he's going to pull you in because you belong to him. But if there's no tension and this is a life, he's saying, that's no part of my kingdom. But if you belong to him, his kingdom is within you. We've learned from Phil, uh, the guy who, what's his name? Uh, Morphew. Morphew, who was here. And he talked about the kingdom of God. And we all know this. The kingdom of God is within. The kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is near. And the kingdom of God is coming. And if you belong to the Lord, he does this work through the power of his spirit in our midst, and part of that is the tension and the conviction and the desire to go away from these things that are obviously not of the Lord or a part of his kingdom. Let's move to 22 through 24. By contrast, the fruit of the Spirit is love. We're going to stop right there. Fruit. It's fruit. I've already said it before, but I want to say it again. When the Spirit works through us, it is His doing. It's a, it's a pro, all of these things that we're about to read, they're a product of the Spirit inside of us. Also, that word fruit is singular. It's a little confusing because the word in English... Fruit can mean singular or plural, but it's, it, it's singular. And so I'm trying to wrap my brain around this, and I don't, I've got an analogy, but I don't think it gets it. Like an orange, right, is a fruit, and it has vitamin C, and it's citrusy, and it's delicious, and it's orange. I don't know, I kind of run out of things, but it's one fruit, right? But it's all of these things. The, the fruit of the Spirit. It's all of these things, but it's, it's one fruit, right? There's a passage in Ezekiel 49, uh, there's, a, there's a verse, it's kind of obscure, but I love it, and it's Ezekiel 49, 7, and it talks about the fruit uh, related to, there's these trees that are planted by rivers that flow from the presence of God. And these trees have fruits in every fruit in every season. And it says, and the fruit is for food. The, in other translations it says, the fruit is for nourishment. 
We have the fruit of the Spirit in our midst. Don't neglect it. We need to recognize what it is and partake of it and enjoy it, and it is part of our sustenance. The fruit of the Spirit in our midst. Um, And I want to give an example of somebody in our midst. Can you put the picture of Smokey? I, caught the, I got this picture of Smokey uh, maybe last year. I don't even think it's... And um, this is Smokey. Smokey is now with the Lord. He was in our midst for decades. He and his wife Ruth and his Ruth, his wife, his Ruth, oh, his wife went to be with the Lord before him. I think Smokey, um, there's some, there was something of the Lord in him that you could tell that the undercurrents of his life, that he walked by the power of the Spirit. And walking by the power of the Spirit, you experienced fruit in our midst. We got to be a great benefit of the fruit of the Spirit in our midst. And what he did was, he just was smoky. He, he greeted He had the gift of hospitality in a way that some of us are here today uh, because they were greeted by Smokey and they were like, if this is what this church is about, I want to be a part. And it's not to turn your eyes to Smokey, but it's to turn your eyes to the Lord, a man yielded to him in all the things, including greeting When you were with him, he was with you, right? That was the work of the Spirit in our midst. And that fruit, uh, put the list of the fruit. Can you put the passage back up? Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. Man, talk about a strength and gentleness, right? In our midst, There was something of the Lord's fruit through Smokey that is for our nourishment. But there is still more fruit in our midst. And I feel like I'm supposed to exhort not to turn your eyes to these people, but to say, I do think that we need to be doing this more often. Recognize God's work in our midst and call it out and partake of it. We need to see what the Lord is doing. His fruit in our midst. And, and I, man, when it talks about the gifts of the Spirit, he says, um, desire, eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit. Don't be ignorant, especially go after prophecy, right? That is all good. That is all good. But sometimes I think of the fruit of the Spirit as kind of like the backup, the backup Spirit things, right? Man, no, this goes with it. This, this is there. This is with it. And, and uh, Macy and Caden, I want you to know, I experience the fruit of the Lord, his kindness, every time you greet me. It's the kindness of the Lord. And it's his doing. You're not sitting there going, kindness. Right? <laughs> um, Wallace and Catherine, the faithfulness of the Lord. That is the Lord's doing. That is fruit in our midst. It is a sense of nourishment for us. 
And that is the Lord's doing. But it is it comes out of a walk with the Lord. The undercurrents of your life submitted to the spirit of the Lord. And it is a goodness for us. I want I would like you guys to kind of take note of this and ask the Lord, Lord, show me your work in our midst. We belong to him. We belong to the spirit. We have the spirit. His fruit is in our midst. Ask the Lord, let me see it and let's call it out and enjoy. Okay. Uh, let's turn to verse 25 through 26. You know what? I think I missed. I did. Let's go back to the 22 through 24. There's a piece here that's really good that's the gospel, rich in the gospel. The very end here. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Here's another part. You don't want to get backwards. Don't crucify the flesh to try to belong to Christ. We belong to Christ first and have crucified the flesh in the very act of belonging to Christ. The very act of belonging to him is saying, I can't do this myself and taking your sin to the cross Taking your sin to the cross. It's a very, it's one of the very basic acts of belonging to God. And at the first point of faith, it's like, I can't save myself. I believe who Jesus says he is. And he carries my sin on the cross. Jesus, here is my sin. That in of itself is a belonging to Jesus. And so I also believe that uh, in, in Hebrews, that there's a passage in Hebrews that says, it's, it's Hebrews 10, 14, for by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. So what we have here is the now and the not yet. We've been made perfect and we're being made holy. And we've been made perfect because of the sacrifice of Jesus. And we're being made holy because of the work of the Spirit as we walk with him. And as he does his work in us, and part of that is as he does his work in us, is repentance. As the tension comes, don't avoid the tension. That is the kindness of the Lord. Take that sin to the cross. Jesus, help. And call sin, sin. It is a time, people. Let's just stop. Make, let's just call it what it is. We know, like, sin. It's sin. My pride is sin. Lust is sin. Selfish ambition is sin. And the Lord longs for us to come and bring it to the cross. Because we are being made holy. And because of Jesus, we have been made perfect. It is the now and not yet. Amen.
Okay, now turn to uh, verse 25 through 26. If we live by the Spirit, the word we, all of a sudden it gets corporate. It goes from singular to corporate, and I love it when the scripture goes corporate. Because I just love the body of Christ. We are not called to be isolated. We are not called to live alone. We are, uh, we are called to live together. If we live by the Spirit and, li and live uh, not just together, but also empowered by the Spirit together. And man, you can't be a part of the body of Christ long term without, uh, I've said this before, I say this in almost every place I teach, the enemy wants to isolate. He wants, to, he wants us to see each other's sin because we got it, right? And when one of us mess ups big time, so see, told you so, Lord. Um, and he wants, he wants, the enemy wants to isolate us. And the Lord is like, no, please. We are called to be together with the power of the Spirit. Let us keep in step with the Spirit. That right there is a, in the Strongs, it gives us a picture of a military, like they're all together, right? And I'm like, oh, Lord, I don't know that I like that. But there is, there's a sense of purpose together. We are in the kingdom together, and yes, we are in an army together. But also, to walk in step together equals we have to learn to yield to one another. We can't always all be in charge. There has to be a listening and a giving and receiving of influence that is filled with grace and can only happen by the power of the Holy Spirit. You can't stay in one place for a long time by my way or the highway. You have to, we have to listen to each other. Uh, it's good to discern your gifts and discern the gifts of your brother and sister and be together because we are called to be together, to live by the Spirit together, but also to be in step with Him together. Pay attention to what the Lord is doing around. we got a homeless ministry here. The Lord is doing something. There's some fruit of his spirit. If you feel called to, the, to that, it's already happening in our midst, jump on in. We've got, there's lots of uh, mission opportunities that are already happening in our midst. Like people are already stirred up and doing the thing. Well, you're stirred to mission? Man, go see what people in our midst are already doing. And there's a place there. Or it could be the Lord does something in you. Do you see what I'm saying? We're, but we're not called isolated. Don't let yourself be isolated. And don't go, well, nobody's doing this, so I'm going to go do it by myself. Man, that is not the Lord's way. That is not the Lord's way. So if we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become. Here's three things to let us know that our focus is off, that our focus has gone from the Lord and corporate to me. So don't let me put, I'm not going to put this on you guys. I'm going to say this is a sign for me that my focus is off. Let us not become conceited. What is that except for that if I think of myself more highly than another? Whoa. Conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Envying is just the same, it's the same coin, just the other side. The focus being on myself, 
wanting what somebody else has versus wanting what I want. And here's the analogy, a puzzle piece. I'm gonna close with this. You've got a puzzle. Christmas time, we do puzzles. It's part of our just hanging out together and I got adult children and I can get them around the table, you know. And we also have a Labrador retriever. And the Labrador retriever is not well behaved and likes to come up to the table and steal the pieces. And do you know how frustrating it is when you get to the end of a puzzle and there's one piece missing, right? So if we see it, I am putting my hand in that mouth and get it. I'm doing everything to rescue that puzzle piece. When this conceit or envying or vying with contention starts to happen, we're starting to say, I don't want to be the puzzle piece I am. I want to be your puzzle piece. And we're not seeing the value that every piece, every piece is valuable. And if for somehow you're able to obtain to become somebody else's piece, how yours is missing. If you see conceit or envy or even vying and jockeying for position rise up in your heart, do everything you can to fight for the value of the peace that is you and is your brother and sister in Christ. I'm not more valuable because I'm preaching. It's not even close to true. And I would not want anyone to want to be me. And somebody who is more anointed or at bigger venues, if I start envying them and want to be them, I am missing in the place where he has called me. Who you are is important. Lord calls us to walk with the rhythms of our life. Let our daily interactions be empowered by your spirit so that we can live by the Spirit. Let us keep in step with the Spirit. And God calls us, make us, in spite of us, do not let conceit provoking and envying in our midst. Sweet Jesus, have mercy on us. This is the Word of God.